Hi and welcome to a Brian Schaefer story. This episode will cover the second and final chapter of The Missing Soldier. I won't say anything lengthy, at least, that will make you hungry this time, so don't fast forward, okay? Uh, and by the way, I'm Edo La Rosa. Dennis Arda, a 31-year-old officer, fails to show up on a training assignment up in Lapland. After an initial assessment of his whereabouts, the alarm is sounded. Captured on video surveillance, his last known location is a gym nearby his apartment on the 12th of November. The few clues gathered at the apartment suggest Dennis had gone out for an extended run at the Tiresta National Forest. Several hundreds of volunteers head out to the national park to try to find Dennis. Military personnel and civilian organizations and authorities are all on the ground searching. Approaching Christmas and nothing still discovered, the search zones are expanded to other areas. Police opens up a criminal investigation, but mention that all options are open and on the table. On the largest forum, Flashback, Dennis Arda's disappearance causes an unparalleled avalanche of possible scenarios to what might have happened to him. With an apparent desire to cause a reaction, the layers of crap were just kept added continuously. People suggest then. Someone found out that a neighbor of Dennis was Armenian. Since Dennis had Turkish origin in the family, the recent Nagorno-Karabakh conflict in the Caucasus region was behind it, as one party sided with the Turks. The Armenians lost, and vengeance was sought by the neighbor of Dennis, slaying him. A larger training mission conducted between NATO countries at the time of Dennis' disappearance was blamed. The US was also involved in this mission. Somehow Dennis vanished because of this. He either defected or he was slain. Dennis was taken out by shady elements as a revenge for two Kurdish nationals who had been killed in a Sheraton hotel in Stockholm back in the past. A foreign governmental entity kidnapped Dennis because of his elite military status and know-how. Because of his looks, Dennis had somehow been subdued and then kidnapped and taken to Bulgaria, where he was sex trafficked. A covert operation gone wrong resulted in a fatal death that was covered by the Swedish military. Dennis had secretly been gay, and a sex set gone wrong was behind his disappearance. Dennis had run away to France to join the French Foreign Legion. His own brother, it seemed, had been unusually media-hungry. He was a real culprit and tried to evade his own culpability by overappearing in various media outlets. And so on and so on. Until something was found, this alternative havoc of different theories continued. Passing into the new year of 2021, official media started to investigate his disappearance further. His vanishing still of course captivated people's mind. A reporter from Expressen talked to his employer and she visited the regiment up in Lapland. She also met up with his friends and closest relatives. 
The attempt of this investigative journalism came back empty-handed and full of clues. Dennis had no secret dangerous hobbies or enemies that were known of. He was an amiable guy, caring of others and liked his training and loved his job. Dennis also liked to bake, cook and watch comedy series. No one had a bad word to say about him. In conjunction with this in February of this year, Dennis' brother was interviewed in a part of the Tyrestar National Park and he gave the status of the search efforts conducted so far. Standing on a mountainous part of the park, he wanted to give the impression that although they were in dire need of clues, they were still caved in to look for answers. According to him, they had contemplated that Dennis could have left the apartment with the intention to disappear, and then again not to disappear. He could have changed intentions along the way, so to say, also. Nothing really made any sense. The traces found so far only indicated that he had left to go out for that long run in the woods. The big takeaway from this interview was that there still were no answers. Searches were now going to shift focus from land to sea and water, since much ground had been covered by foot and nothing had been unearthed. The idea was that Dennis somehow had ended up in a body of water, and that became the primary focus of continued efforts. This new action suited my own theories of what I suspected could have happened. That Dennis, on his run, had crossed a smaller bay or cove or similar area to make it to the opposite side to save time and something unfortunate or accidental happened in the water. Moreover, during this time, I had the case of Jerica Binks in the back of my mind. She, very much like Dennis Arda, had gone out for a run where she resided in American Fork, Utah. This energetic and charismatic young lady had been an avid fan and practitioner of long-distance trail running, but disappeared mysteriously in February 2018 and never came back home. Rare wildlife footage surfaced a while after her disappearance, showing her at the outskirts of a national park, Timpanogos Cave, seemingly in running mode on a trail. With a troubled past, however, many, including her family members, suspected foul play. The area in the park where Jerica was last seen was scoured in hope for answers. Massive efforts led by authorities and search and rescue teams utilized helicopter, drones and canines amongst else in hoping to find any clues of the missing woman. Scree slopes, even animal trails and other routes were searched multiple times, but nothing was found. A year or so into her disappearance, MTV's True Life crime show decided to make an episode about Jerica's case. Being on the ground and looking for possible answers, the show came back to the production headquarters empty-handed. A revisit was planned a couple of weeks after. However, that was cancelled, as an unexpected call came to the team that changed everything. Jerica Binks had been found. On April 14, 2019, an experienced hiker discovered skeletal remains, along with personal items, in a ravine, not far from Jerica's last known location. An examination established what everyone dreaded. The remains belonged to Jerica Binks. She was located on a much higher altitude 
than any of the search teams, drones or family members had cared to look for, well beyond the common trails and even hiking routes. After a medical examination of the remains, the sheriff's office stated that a serious break in her leg caused by an accident was the cause of death. For whatever reason, she decided to venture off the main main paths to explore other areas and a criminal investigation was ended. My own plan was to later this year release a special episode on Dennis Arda's case on my Swedish series, inconspicuously trying to incorporate the tragic case with what happened to Jerrica Binks. Much like Dennis Arda's brother concluded the last interview, he believed that time and chance were on the side. Sooner or later he will be found. I thought to myself I wasn't in a rush to release anything soon. I suspected at the earliest that they will find something when spring hits and snow begins to melt if he's on land or later or never if he had ended up in water. Not too long after the interview, a small deviation or change of tracks as far as theories goes emerged in an article from Aftonbladet where the brother in all sincerity had begun pondering whether Dennis Arda could have run away and voluntarily disappeared after all. He said that Dennis' other family members believed he had left of his own accord. He now speculated that Dennis had all the right attributes to be a top contender for a military undercover recruitment. An extremely able soldier, living as a single, unmarried, no children, tutoring elite units. All the right qualities to attract attention and get a dirty job done that the government wants to deny. A James Bond scenario. And that could have very well been the case, he meant. Something so attractive to pursue that made it worth leaving all the rest behind. And pulling it off to disappear without a trace. Only states and foreign powers possessed those resources to enable that. In the same stance, a retired intelligence lieutenant colonel was interviewed giving his opinion on Dennis Arda's voluntary disappearing to foreign power or state. He commented the idea as odd, somewhat improbable. What would the major benefits be? There are equivalent talented recruits in the ranks already. Dennis Arda wasn't a bearer of war-changing information. Instead, the lieutenant colonel believed it would have been more credible to suspect that a private military company had hired him. Elite soldiers have superior capabilities, normal soldiers just do not possess. Dennis would definitely have been a great asset for them, both as an instructor and as a leader of operations out on the field. And then he touched the subject of the whole point of vanishing into thin air. In their mind, it really implies he's not around for anything else than a sole scope of serving them. He's the ultimate pawn to use. And if anything ought to happen, an expendable asset. So, this got me thinking. Of course, a multi-billion industry could offer the cash and the action a conscript could only dream of here. So why not go for it? Was I myself slipping into the extra ingredients satisfaction and all the layers of crap? Basically, I settled in it could take years before we received any news on Dennis' whereabouts and what eventually happened to him. The police also came out saying that all the leads concerning Dennis Arda's disappearance had been probed. 
the last few remaining unanswered bits had been checked and dealt with. Dennis is a very able soldier, but we haven't found anything linking his disappearance with his employment. Now, they said, there's nothing left to check. The whole investigation has been scaled down. We're hoping for new tips to come in. The case is not closed, but we don't have anything more to go on. We have done everything we can. I recognized these statements from another case, namely the case that bears this podcast's name. These words sort of got me back on track to my own contemplation of what could have happened to Denis Arda. And as it turned out, for once, discovery. Sooner rather than later would have been the more adequate alternative in this missing elite solo case. Because just a meager month away, Denis Arda was found. Saturday, the 27th of February, was a perfect day to go out exploring, thought Ori Lasowski. Recently immigrated from Poland, he worked in the Stockholm area as an electrician. On his spare time, he enjoyed spending time in nature and taking photographs. That particular day, he had had his mind set on visiting the Tyrestan National Park. He had wanted to go out there ever since he came to Sweden, and saw this as a perfect day to do it. After a couple of hours in rugged terrain, the weather suddenly shifted, so he thought it was best to leave the area and to head towards safer grounds. Heading northwest, he continues his journey, mentioning that that terrain was complex and hazardous in nature, with rocks, fallen trees and branches and streams of water, so he went carefully ahead, watching his steps. After a steep climb down mountainous rock, he suddenly noticed a wide gap between some cliffs and almost fell down into it, but succeeded to remain upright. It was then, standing over the ravine, that he saw something at the bottom. First a pair of shoes, and then a pair of pants. And then he realized that it was a dead person. He photographed the place and took notes of the coordinates. He later informed authorities, and after the remains were discovered, it was later announced they belonged to Dennis Arda. Police made a final declaration that no crime lay behind the death of Dennis Arda, and subsequently didn't issue further statements. So that was that. All the hope that had remained for a positive outcome, but also the resulting anxiety of not knowing now lay shattered at the bottom of a ravine. But shattered lay also the dark cloud over Dennis' whereabouts. His remains could be retrieved and laid to rest. Dennis' brother tried to remain strong until the end. He mentioned that when Ada gave in to despair, he tried to remain visceral, that since nothing had been found, there was some chance that Dennis could be alive. He now had to face the gruesome reality that he would never meet his brother again. In the end, it wasn't the massive searches conducted by authorities or organizations, no comrades or family members of Dennis who found his body in that crevice. Despite enormous efforts, they didn't find a single thread of evidence of Dennis Arda. 
and that left a void space for theories of what could have occurred that exponentially started mounting in the end, taking a margarita, reshaping it to the abominations I described earlier. Because the truth, in all crude simplicity, wasn't easy, digestible. There was no mysterious recruitment, a conspiracy of foreign elements subduing him, his personal friends and brother slaying him. And then Isarda didn't just leave everyone he loved and walked away to a new place to start over. An exceptionally capable and well-trained elite soldier in his right element happened to stumble over a rock and precipitated to his death. But easy and simple, as we have learned, doesn't always satisfy one's appetite. Ultimately, it was a Polish immigrant who had never been to that area prior in his life and almost fell to his own death, himself, who discovered Denis Arda. All the major indications point to a tragic accident in the woods. Dennis' confidence and sense of immortality in that type of terrain, spiced up with a moment's misfortune, caused a situation in which not even a rugged elite soldier like him could handle and prevent. Dennis Arda's burial was held with military honors on the 12th of June, 2021. And the story of Dennis could have finished here. But of course, some of the theories would not lay to rest, no matter Dennis' body had been found. Some online sleuths made some observations which took one theory in particular to live a life of its own. And no matter how dubious this theory may seem, when scrutinized there are some indications that imply it cannot simply and completely be discarded. I'll share more in coming episodes. It's all relevant to the story of Brian Schaefer. See you in the next one. Bye.